This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Oh, we got a lot to do inside this edition of the show. We'll talk lockout, we'll talk Giants and Jets, we'll talk NFL, and yeah, we'll talk Knicks. And you can join us at 1-800-919-3776. Also via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPNNY98 underscore 7 FM. Along with Jake the Snake and JPZ, we're here until midnight. Dennis Fredian Fitz on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, birthday boy, day after. Yeah, Larry, how we doing, my friend? Well, we're sick. <laughs> That's how we are, Gordon. Oh, we're sick. We're yeah. sick. It was so bad tonight with this Nick game. I had a great chance to watch uh, one of my favorite actresses, uh, Taraji Henson, a little bit of Annie. Okay, sure. They were doing the live show tonight, right? Yeah, I, I saw some of that while the Knicks were down 21. And I saw, of course, uh, you know, Thursday Night Football and saying, boy, if, if Taysom Hill could throw, he'd be dangerous. And, and that turned back to the Knicks. And Gordon, here's my issue with the Knicks. Okay, and it's very simple. And I get every team makes a run. I understand I get that we're, we're the last four minutes or the last couple of minutes of a game in the fourth quarter. Look what they did, how valiant they were fighting back. Look at how they turned up the defense. Look at how they passed the ball. Look at how, they, how well they played, only to fall short. Well, you fell short because you were down 21 in the first half. And this constant starting out slow, Gordon, we've analyzed it. We've talked about it. It's getting old. It's getting old because there's no solution because they continue to come out that way. And instead of coming out slow in the third, they came out slow in the first and second. Yeah. Uh, instead of oh. it being the third quarter, it was <laughs> right off the bat tonight. Uh, oh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else we're supposed to say. I, I mean, it feels like it's a very, um, it's like Groundhog Day, right? I mean, yeah. it's a hard knock life for the Knicks. That's for sure. But it feels like Groundhog Day. I mean, it's, it's the same story time and time again. And look, uh, you know, uh, there's things you can chalk it up to, I think, that uh, I think they really missed R.J. Barrett tonight as DeMar DeRozan did whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. Um, I mean, I don't know how many times the Knicks were going to leave Vucic uh, alone at the three-point line to just do whatever he wanted. And then at at one point, Zach Levine kind of took over down the stretch as well. So, I mean, look, there were some positives for the Knicks. Um, Randall had, you know, you look at the line for Randall tonight, you'd be like, wow, that was a monster game. 30 points, 12 rebounds. He had six assists. He had a couple of blocks. He was active. But then he had the big missed free throws. And seven turnovers. And seven turnovers as well. So, uh, I like some of the things I saw from Mitchell Robinson tonight. Alec Mm -hmm. Burks gave you a decent effort after the rough start for him. Fournier, I thought, was much better tonight. Mm Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's another loss, man. It's and it's the same old. It's the same old song and dance. It's getting tired. It's getting it is. Old. It's getting old. It is. It is old. It's not getting old. It's old. It's old. And the frustrating thing here is, you can't play. You have to know this is this is a Chicago Bulls team that you've beaten earlier this year. So you have to know that this is a team that's been hot. This is a team that's played well. You scored 19 points in the first quarter. You give up 37. And what is going on with this team at home? I think, you know, it's so funny. I've heard coaches over the years, especially in football, that what they've done is because they seem to play better on the road. You know what they do? They make them stay in the hotel and bust to the game, even when they're home. I think Thibodeau may have to start doing that because they just play so different on the road, Gordon, than they do here. 
Yeah, and you might want to start having them play a game before they play a game, and maybe they can get actually up to speed to start the game. I mean, to come out the way they did tonight after the loss that they just had. And here's another thing. Look, I understand that the call on Taj Gibson was terrible, him getting ejected like that. The Knicks got to relax with the officials. I mean, every single solitary call, it's like – the, the, the end of the world. Oh, my God. Every, every guy. Fournier did it. Randall's done it. Tibbs, every single time there's a foul, he's, you know, yelling and screaming. Uh, they, they, at some point, you, you, gotta, you can't keep going to that well because, uh, you know, newsflash, you actually got more calls your way tonight than the other way. So uh, it, it feels like a very familiar – it's the same script over and over again and maybe just a slight change here or there. But you know how it's going to end, unfortunately, for the Knicks who are now back at 500. Yeah. Yeah, you just want them to shut up sometimes. <laughs> just just yeah. be quiet. There's no, they're not changing it. They're not changing it. And were there some really questionable calls? Absolutely. And, yeah. Gordon, in every game, you're going to find some game. questionable calls. Exactly. Every game. But you can't, you, you know, you're becoming a team that cries all the time. All and you can't do time. it. You can't do it. It's I counterproductive. Mean, like, what are you getting out of it? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. But, but you know what they're doing? They're not calling fouls on you. For you. That's what right. they're doing. And in key situations. Now, of course, on the fundamental things, yeah, you've been getting the fouls. You've been, I mean, you went to the free throw line tonight a lot. But and here's the other thing, Gordon. And listen, this is no disrespect to Julius Randle, okay? But that's why the Knicks need somebody else that you can yeah. go to in the final minutes. You look at teams that are very, very successful. And that's why, as you pointed out, and I quote you a lot, even to my friends, that last year was the beginning of the rebuild, not the end, the beginning. And they still need more talent on this club, Gordon, because late in games, it's – and Julius Randle was fabulous in the fourth quarter. He was fabulous. Okay, but you mentioned the two missed free, the, the missed free throws and the turnovers because he's holding on to the ball too much. He feels like he has to do everything. If there was another – go-to guy on this floor. And I get it's supposed to be Fournier, but I'm talking about an A-level guy. I'm talking about a Damian Lillard. I'm talking about a LeBron. You know what I'm talking about. Right. I'm talking about an A-level guy, superstar, a right. number one guy. Then Randall would be great as the number two guy, the number three guy. Randall would be fabulous. And, that, and listen, DeMar DeRozan was their number one guy. And Levine, when he was in, was their number one guy. And right now, Knicks just don't have that. So when you're playing big teams who are very good and very talented, that's the issue you got. No question. Uh, yeah, I mean, and there is a question for me, like if they ever do get that guy, is Randall going to be able to play with that guy? Because right now, it, the only way it seems like he's got one path to be successful and it's for him to be the, the ball handler, the, the decision maker, and, and really forcing the action. So, um, look, it worked last year. It, it it was good tonight. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say he had a bad game. He had a good game, but um, I don't know. I don't know that this can. Like you're looking at way. If if you're having the same result all the time, you have to look for some ways of changing things and and changing it with the group that you have. And and I don't know what the answer is because a lot of these things just keep popping up. The bad starts. The overcoming, you know, huge deficits, which I get, like, that's not all that unusual in games for there to be 20-point swings. Not every night. <laughs> not, no. a, not every no. single game. No. 
And it is you know, with the Knicks. It's, it is. Uh, Listen, once again, Gordon, you love the fight. You love the fact that they didn't throw in the towel. You no, love that. They you don't respect quit. that. They don't quit. They keep fighting. You love that, that, that Randall did what he could in the fourth quarter to try to get this team a win. You love that and you respect that. But, Gordon, that's, that's the end of it. The part of it is you cannot continue to be down 20, 15, no. 18 because you start so slowly. Because you start slowly. This yeah, is then, on you. This is not yeah. on them. You gave them that first quarter. You gave it to them. The and you're not, not good enough talented. to do that. Yeah, no. they're, they're not that talented to overcome that. I mean, they could do it once in a while, but not <laughs> not every single day. And I well, I don't even I don't even know what it is. I, I you know, we were talking about this last night. I don't know what yeah. it is. I don't know if it's toughness, I don't know if it's leadership, I don't know if it's focus, I don't know if it's coaching, but it's something. And they got to they got to figure out what it is because they can't keep going like that. I mean, you know, you're back at 500. And one other thing. Listen, I have a tremendous respect for Tom Thibodeau. Tremendous respect. He, what he's done with this team has been phenomenal. But Gordon, in the fourth quarter, there had to be some spots where you could have rested Mitchell Robinson so that you had him on the floor in the final four minutes. You can't pull him out of a game. When you've got Levine who likes to go to the basket, DeRozan who likes to go to the basket, you know, so many other players on this Bulls team that are small, they use their small and quickness to get to the basket. There's no way that you should have had Mitchell Robinson sitting on the bench next to you in the final four minutes. No, that's – and that's that's the, the – I mean, we all want to see Obi play more. Yes. And, and we want to see him and Randall, you know, get some minutes together. But that's the, the downside of that is that if you don't have the, the shot blocker, the, you know, somebody, the rim protector, uh, that's what teams are going to do. And that's what they did tonight. And with, with um, you know, Nerland's Noel not being uh, available and, uh, and everything happening with um, Taj, Taj Gibson, Gibson early yeah. on, uh, when you sit Mitchell Robinson, they're going to attack that. I mean, the Bulls are, are a well-coached team. Absolutely. I mean – and talented team. Yeah. Talented. Outside of uh, Lonzo Ball shooting from that one spot over and over and over again. <laughs> Gordon, ask me when I knew the Knicks were in trouble. This, and this is when I turned the channel. I, I'm going to say the moment that Kevin Knox came in the game. Bingo. <laughs> Kevin Knox is on the floor. I'm like, I, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I mean, you know that Tom Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau is looking for answers when Kevin Knox is out in the game. You're like, wait a second. He's like, still here? Annie, here I come. (laughs) (laughs) This is ESPN New York Tonight. Here's Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. At 1-800-919-3776. Also be at Twitter at Hardesty ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM at Gordon Damer. Here till midnight, talking Knicks. We'll talk a little football, and we'll also talk uh, what little baseball we can (laughs) because it's a lockout, but some folks had some things to say, so we'll do that. But right now, I want to hear from you. Let's begin with Mo in Queens. Mo, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, Uncle Larry Gordon. Hope you're doing well. I mean, we're all right, Mo. The real thing I see about the Knicks this year from last year is the contesting the three point. All the all the other teams have to do is really play pick and pop. The Knicks doesn't don't guard the three point line. It's really crazy to see. I understand that we added additions like Fournier that doesn't play the great defense, but everybody else plays great defense enough to at least contest the three. That's why at least I see that's the difference between uh 
this year and last year. I want to hear y'all take on that. That's one of the things, Mo, and thanks for the phone call. That's one of them. But I think, listen, in key moments, I think Burks does a decent job defensively, Gordon. I think there are guys who who do a decent job defensively. The problem here was, you know, Robinson, as I would expect, is very uncomfortable being out among the three. Yes. So much so he avoids it altogether. Altogether. (laughs) But, Gordon, there had to be a situation where when Vujic is in, okay, then – Whoever is whoever's uh, taking the, the 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 four, you switch with Robinson, so Robinson doesn't have to leave the lane. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? So, for example, if if Randall's defending the four, then put Randall out there on Vucevic and let Robinson stay in the lane. Then you know at least there is a and obviously he's not going to be able. To, you're not trying to block the shot. You just want to put a hand up so he's got something to look over. That would at least be something other than having him wide open over and over oh and over God. again. Oh, my. It was, it was laughable. And then there were other times where the, where the Bulls had guys who were just, like, completely by themselves. One of them ended with Lonzo Ball taking another three from that corner. <laughs> that he just, uh, I mean, shoot or shoot, I guess. But, yeah, uh, yeah their defense tonight was, was not great. And, um Look, they, I, it's just the, it's a lot of the same issues over yeah. and over again. You'd like to think that at, at this point, where you past twenty games, that things would be kind of moving in the right direction. And I, I look, I don't want to paint a, a, a too negative of a picture because there, there are things that I like and there are things that are better from earlier. You know, the fact that Randall looks better at, for the most part is important, but there's just too many there's too many lapses, and the Knicks are not talented enough to to overcome those lapses. Clearly. Justin is in Long Island. He's next on 98.7. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, Justin. Uh, I, just talk about the, I just want to talk about the Knicks. Like, overall, um, I just feel like the team just isn't smart. I mean, Tibbs is a smart coach, but they just make too many stupid mistakes. And, um, I mean, I'm not a Knicks fan, but I root for the Knicks being in New York. But um, I just feel like it wouldn't surprise if this team – wouldn't make the playoffs this year, which would be a really big upset. Um, what do you guys think about that? I don't know that it would be that big of an upset. It would be a big disappointment, especially for Nick fans, because you thought that last year was a jumping-off point and a starting point. Now it's just, you know, progress is going to be linear, and each year you're going to get a little further and a little deeper. But, I mean, when you watch this team, I don't know anybody who could watch this team and come away with a, a feeling, at least through whatever, how many games it is, 21, 22 games? Um, that it's that this is a playoff team right now. I mean, they're just too inconsistent. That's the yeah, big problem, I Justin. Like, I just I just feel like last year was like kind of a tease for Knicks fans. I mean, they did much better than expected. I think you're kind of back in reality now. Um, well, look, I, I don't. I, look, Justin. Every time with the Knicks, uh, and it, it happened last year too, where things felt like they were going to fall apart. They never did, right? Like they never let the roof cave in, like mm-hmm. they what we saw in other seasons. So I don't think the roof is going to cave in here, but I, I mean they they got to start to fix their issues, and some of them. It, I don't know what the I don't know what the answer is. Like why they come out now tonight? It was the first quarter. Why they come out so flat? Like mm-hmm. like they they didn't even know a game was about to take place. Yeah, I, I don't I don't understand what the issue there is. If it's um, coaching, if it's focus, if it's is it leader? Is it a? It, maybe it's a little bit of everything. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Thanks for the call, Justin. Coach Spike. He's in St. Pete. He's next on ninety-eight-seven. What's up, Coach? 
Hey, boys. First of all, Gordon, a belated happy birthday. I got Thanks. notification after my call and the outpouring of my radio brothers, Buddha and Leap from Manhattan. If that didn't warm your heart up, man, I know I know you pretty well. Uh, it had to make you feel good, and I hope you shared it uh, with uh, your family today. Well, you know what? I brought up uh, not so much Buddha and Lee's call. I did bring up Omar's call to my wife, and I said, look, Omar has stated that you know I am like uh, the fountain of youth. I make everybody young. So I said to her that uh, she should be very grateful for that, and then she said, is Omar someone who generally is known for bringing up good points and well-reasoned <laughs> arguments? And I said, you just leave Omar alone. That's my pal. That's my buddy. So we got a little heat. Yeah. Well, but I Spike? apologize to Omar. Yeah, I, I left him out. I was remiss. But let me tell you about the game. It, it mm-hmm. didn't bother me. I text during the game to a couple of buddies. Larry knows one. And I never thought they had a chance in that game. Uh, and, and my buddy said, uh, he'll miss a big free throw. He'll, he'll, he'll lose the ball at the end of the game. Thibodeau should even put Kemba in to handle the ball at the end. Cold as he may be, quickly was just out of sorts. He didn't belong in the game. He got sloppy. It's just a, a, it's just a compilation of the loss of defensive integrity. Pick your quarter. It's like a game show. Pick the quarter. And you can't fall behind. Um, they Listen, they gave up defense. We joked about Alfred Payton. We joked about Reggie Bullock. And you got two guys that can't play a lick of defense. But the coaching, again, was he could have given a blow. Larry said it perfectly again. Uh, he could have given Robinson a little blow. But the Chicago has uh, two closes, and the Knicks have no closes. Case closed. DeMar DeRozan, if he was available and we passed on him, uh, we made a mistake because he's as good a closer as you have in this league. And he really is. And he doesn't miss a free throw. So they have a better team than us. We beat them one time. They come back again. We're a 500 team. I don't know what you do with Randall, but he's very, very flawed. He plays really hard, but Larry, I'd love for you to comment on this. And again, Gordon, a belated happy birthday. He, uh, Randall doesn't have a clutch gene. He just doesn't seem to be have a clutch gene, and he's very, uh, very sensitive. He is sensitive, Spike, and thanks for the phone call. And, um, you know, this free throw thing, Gordon, is something that's happened happened several times last season as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he's almost better at last-second shots than free throws, which is kind of weird to me because normally <laughs> you don't hit the shot. You might make the free throw, but you don't hit the shot. And I know he missed some last-second shots too. And it, it, it's a matter of, uh, I think, he just – puts too much pressure on himself late. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? And and you saw him tonight. Early in the fourth, he was good. Middle of the fourth, he was good. Late in the fourth, with the extra dribble, ball goes the other way. And this is going back to his first year here. He did a better yes. job of not doing that last year. Right. That, was that was one of the, the key things. That yeah. was one of the major differences. You're right. So for the fact that he's reverting back to that again, uh, but part of that, once again, is because He's left to make the move for himself. I would really rather, just me, I would rather somebody get him to ball and then clear out the way. Okay, then when the double comes, he'll, he's shown he'll give up the ball. Move, give him the ball, get out the way. When he makes the move and they come over to double him, he'll pass it, let him give it up. But he needs to be given the ball. You know what I'm saying? Going, look, you go to your spot. Here's the ball, go to work. And they can't do that. And if, And right now, even though... 
Fournier has gotten better. He's been one of the bright spots of consistency where you're starting to see him now in double figures every night. And, and clearly with what they're paying him, that's what you would like to see. Uh, but, you know, you still don't have that. What I said earlier, you still don't have that that guy, the guy that you can go to that's like, okay, we know. Give it to him. We're good. You don't have yeah, that Yeah, and the thing with Randall is it doesn't seem like he trusts anybody to get him the ball in that spot. He, he It's like, just give me the ball. I'll get yeah. to the spot on my own. So yeah. uh, I think that that's kind of the – the, um, the part of the downside of, of taking the shot with Kemba that you did and, and it not working out, right? You yeah. thought that then maybe he could be that guy, that ball handler that would, would get people into their spots. And even if there were things you had to overcome on the defensive side, that he would at least provide you that and, and some offense as well. But uh, that has not, you know, the fact, the fact that Kevin Knox got off the bench. It's unbelievable. Before Kemba. I, I mean, I wish I could have found out on that on FanDuel, boy, because that would have been, I didn't think that that was possible. You could have retired. I might. I might have been able to retire. <laughs> I could have hired Bill Gates as my butler after that, Larry. <laughs> no doubt about it. No doubt. About it. I mean, Gordon. He doesn't even trust Derrick Rose to get him the ball in that spot, and that that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I, he, he wants to do it. He wants to do it himself. And 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 look, I, I I like the aggressiveness, but there's a downside to that, and we saw you see that. Yeah, you got to pick that. your spots. You got to know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you know, everybody knows when you put the ball on the ground, especially in the painted area, somebody's going to come by and come to your blind side and take it. And that's what happened in the key moment Absolutely. in the game. I mean, they focused on it, right? You know, you can't do it. So when Justin said it and Alan Hahn said it on with Barton Hahn yesterday, that's what you mean by not being smart. That's not a smart play. You know, when you bring when you bring the you're always taught as a big man, Gordon, when you bring the ball down, you bring you you're down to the same size as a smaller player. You lose your advantage. So when he's bending over, dribbling the ball like that, just stop. (laughs) That's not what you're supposed to be doing. Oh, he drives me crazy sometimes. Very good player, Gordon. Leader of this team. And, you know, don't know where they'd be without him. But, oh, he can be so frustrating sometimes. Just so frustrating. Freddie and Fitz at the top of the hour. Don't get you caught up on Thursday Night Football. How about them Cowboys? Rolling right now, 20 to 10, although we've had an exchange of interceptions in this game, Gordon. Boy, uh, remember that guy that called us, Larry, and said that the Saints don't give Taysom Hill uh, enough respect? <laughs> that guy's not going to be calling back. <laughs> I don't remember his name. We're not. We'll, he'll never hear from that guy again. Can't pass. No, can't get the ball downfield. No, and if he could, Gordon, just a little bit, you know, he'd be he'd be making more money. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I, look, he's he in terms of uh, in terms of the contract, he's an all pro. He's he's he he's a pro bowler. <laughs> he is. He is a pro bowler, but oof. I mean, you know, I mean, he just can't. He just can't get it down the field. And, it's, and speaking it's, of guys who can't get it done, Zeke Elliott. Look, uh, maybe he's happened? hurt. I don't. Gotta be. He's got to be. be hurt. Because uh, when Tony Pollard comes in there, it's a big difference. Big difference. He big is difference. so much of a better player than Zeke is oh, at this point. Another pick from Taysom Hill. Oh right on cue, God. Gordon. Yeah. Right on cue. Look at you. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's crazy. He's, He's got to have three picks. Uh, it feels like every time I look up, it's the same thing. It's like the Nick game. Every time I look up, it's the same thing. It is. It really is unbelievable. Back to the phones we go. Jason's in Warwick. He's next on 98.7. Hey, Jace. What's up, kids? You guys are awesome together. I think you really do bring a lot, and you both have a lot of knowledge, which I love. 
Um, I want to talk about Julius Randle. And like mm-hmm. Spike said, I don't think he's a closer. I think he's a great player. Who can we add next year to make this a better team where there is – you know the big names that are out there. Zach Levine, Kyrie, I wouldn't touch him. Harden, Beal. Who do you guys think would be great to add to the Knicks and afford, of course? Yeah, that's the big question, Jason. Thanks for the phone call and the kind words, Gordon, right? That, that's it. I mean, I would love to have Levine. But if I'm Chicago, am I letting him go? No. No. <laughs> no. It's got to be It's going to be who's available. I mean, you know, Damian Lillard is, you know, that's, obviously you would love to have a player like him. I don't know what's going on out there. I mean, he's hurt now. Uh, he really hasn't had the season that he had last year. He's gotten off to a really slow start. Uh, there, there's a bunch of guys out there that you'd love to have, but it, it's, it's a matter of, from a financial standpoint, what is it going to cost you? And if you're trying to trade for them, okay, what is it that you can put together that they that somebody else would want? So those are the key things. But clearly you need a, a number one or a two. That's what you need to, to go well, along I mean, with the guy, some I would of the young lo- guys you have. If we're just asking who we'd love to have, Bradley Beal would be the guy I would love to have. You know, mm-hmm. a two-guard who could just knock down shots. He's still – I think he's only 27, 28. Um, now, I don't know how you're going to get him. I, I don't yeah. know that – you know, Washington doesn't want to let him leave, I'm sure. And I, he doesn't really want to leave Washington because when remember when it all kind of came together last year? Oh, you know, maybe Bradley Beal might be available – and he came out and said, I don't want to go anywhere. So, And now they're winning. So you know he doesn't yeah, want to go anywhere. Right. I would not think he would. But if, if there's a name that people are at, I mean, I would love to have um, Bradley Beal, a yeah. shot maker like that. Mm-hmm. That's what you need. You need the guy that, that in the closing minutes, give him the ball and get out the way. Yep. That's what you want. That's what you want. Jan's in Yonkers. Hey, Jan, you're next on 98.7. Hi. How you doing? I love your show, guys. Love the both of you together. And happy belated birthday, Gordon. Thank you, Jan. Uh, I'm not going to waste too much time on the officiating. No, um, that's beating a dead horse. Here's the thing. The turnovers, I believe Chicago got 21 points off of our 18 turnovers. That's point number one. Mm-hmm. Point number two, our defense against the three-point shot is horrible. Catastrophic. That has got to stop. And... If you all can look this up, I believe that back in the 90s, um, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah we, sure, got we got you. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Back in the 90s, I think the Knicks, when we had Ewing, Mason, uh, um, Stark, and, you know, the guys, Oakley and them, I think we had a home record one season of at least 30 wins and single-digit losses. I don't know if it was 30 Six and five. I'm not sure. Maybe somebody can look it up. Well, I'm going to tell you something. From what we see this season, we're not going to have a winning home record. Well, you can turn around, Jan. It's a little. I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call and the kind words. Yeah, they've gotten off to the slow start. They've not played well at home. That's for sure. But they can turn that around. You can look at the home stretch, Gordon, in the future, and there may be some easy games where you have that you can start to turn around, get some momentum, and then start to play well. This is the big uh, problem with this team is that they have no consistency whatsoever. None. And the None, consistency nothing. is the thing. The things that are consistent are the things you don't want to be consistent. Yeah. You know, the bad quarters, the bad starts, the, the three-point defense. That's a problem. Yeah, no, I mean, they got a lot of problems. They got to work them out on their own. And, 
you know, the games are going by here, and we knew this was going to be yeah. a tough stretch of games. We were hoping to be able to get at least a couple. I don't think that the roof is going to cave in on them, but if they don't, if they keep doing the same things over and over again, I mean, yeah, it's 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 going to get bad. It is. Lee's in Brooklyn. He's next on ninety-eight seven. Lee, Hello? I'm sorry. Hey, yeah, join the guy, join the show, guys. Um, basically, content. We know what that word means. You're basically asking for content players like Damon Lillard, anything like that, you know, players that basically are pretty much content, haven't showed that they wanted to win championships, basically wanted to be in the playoffs, wanted to have be on great teams. But um, with the Knicks situation, um, teams are coming out and playing them hard. They're coming out and playing them hard. And basically what happened tonight is that they have to, Knicks have to see that teams respect them. And they have to understand that teams are coming out to beat them, not just to be like, oh, this is an off night. So the Knicks get that into their mind. They they can basically get a a good run going to basically establish that teams are not there to see them just play. They want to they there basically to to beat the Knicks. All right, Lee, I hear what you're saying. Thanks for the phone call. But they should know that anyway. I mean, they have to know whether – whether they think the teams are easy on them or hard on them, that's not what they control. They control how they play. And their attitude should be, hey, listen, we want to go out, especially at home, we want to go out and execute, do what we need to do, do the things that we have to do, play as good a defense as possible, move the ball, and be the best we can be and execute our game plan. That's what they're supposed to do. And, Gordon, they have not put two or three games together where they have done that all season yet. Haven't done it. Close close early in the season when they were five and one? Yes. But since then, no. They haven't done it. They haven't done it. And it's gotta change. Yeah. It's gotta change. Uh, you gotta change it, right? I mean uh, the, the fact that they're 500, at least that they're 500, right? I mean, it could be yeah. a lot worse. I mean, if they didn't have that four one start. Oh, gosh, where would they be? Yeah. Where would they be? More pressure. Uh by the way, Gordon, another pick from Taysom Hill. Oh my God! Touchdown to a lineman who uh, picked Watkins. Yeah, and the in. Cowboys have not looked good tonight, but they're no. going to get a win, and they need a win, boy. They, yes, they do. Yes, they do. Uh, Buddha's in the Bronx. He's next on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, Buddha. Yeah, that was a bad pass. Oh my God! I'm sorry. You're going to have to be more specific, Buddha, because uh, yeah, <laughs> there's been a lot of those tonight. It no, it was Taysom Hill being Taysom Hill, ball. really. It's the same pass that he throws all the time. Oh, my God. No, please. You know, I was sitting here sipping on little Johnny, and actually watching Johnny, you know, on the antenna TV. He had your man Mike Rozier on after he won that Heisman in 83. Man, that was a great team, man. Their little triplets they had there was uh, mm-hmm. Turner Gill, you know, um, Rozier, and uh, the, the prodigal son, you know, uh, Irvin Fries. Too bad <laughs> <laughs> the coach went for two. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was one of the dumber moves ever in college football, you know. But um, with these Knicks, man, you know, and I feel bad because I'm not a Knicks fan like you guys. I root for them, but you know who my team is. But um, you know, they were supposed to be the distraction from New York football, man. You know, with that corny bing bong and all the nonsense that started out in the beginning of the year. I mean, it, it seemed really good, man. But I, I just three problems with the Knicks that I see, you know, especially from, like I said, outside person looking at you, you always see a team better. 
you know, um, you know, like Uncle, like you said, man, and like Shock G said, it's always the same old song, man. You know, what I mean? it's the same old song. Every first quarter, you down by ten, twelve points. It's ridiculous. Then, you know, at, at a certain point, that's coaching and all that and everything. But you guys got to come out more ready to play than that, man. You know, um, you know I'm over Julius Randle, to be quite honest with you. I've been over uh, Mitchell Robinson, uh, and, and I'm slightly over R.J. Barrett. And the reason I say that is, you know, when you think about adding somebody to your team to make them better, and who would another team want? You know, I heard a lot of people say there's no untradeable piece. I'll give you an untradeable piece right now. I'm not trading quickly for anybody. You know, he's growing and growing and growing, and, you know, in the long run, he has the the biggest upside out of all of those guys, to me, in my humble opinion. But lastly, you know, Gordon, you said this, and, you know, like I said to you before, last, like last year, like Tibbs did his thing. He drew, you know, water from a stone. You couldn't complain about anything he's done. This year, the offensive maneuvers, the roster, the substitutions, you know, the, the, the coming out of, of, of timeouts and the play designs, they've not been great. But if you're going to be sitting there whining about the calls all the time, oh you God. can't be blaming Julius Randle and these guys. You know, he's the ringleader of that. Every call he's got a problem with. Like, stop it. He challenged that play today just, you know, not to win the challenge, but to try to show up the reps. And he was some bad reps. But <laughs> that's not going to play out well for you as the season goes on. No, you're right, Buddha. And thanks for the phone call. It's not. And – but that's him, and and he's not going to change. So, for that Nate, for that situation, Gordon, for me, it's like, listen, let him do the screaming and the yelling. For us, we just got to shut up and play. He, because he's not going to change. He's the coach, and he's going to get a little leeway. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? He's going to get yeah. more leeway to say what he's got to say because what he does, and you see, he mixes it up. He'll jump on him, and then he'll crack a little joke with him. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and then he's yelling at him and asking them what the blank are they looking at and all this other stuff. Uh, but as a player, you can't do that. Now, if you have a question, you can approach them differently, Gordon. You know what? Uh, can you look out? You know what I'm saying? You have to. You have to pick your spots. Right, and so, and you have to know the officials. But the best part is, be quiet. You don't have to worry about it. Be quiet. It's like a, a you know, you ever driving on a road and there's there's nothing but road signs, and, and you're trying to look and you're trying, and eventually there's just so many signs you can't pay attention to all the signs. So you just kind of tune them out, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. even pay attention to what the signs are saying. Yeah. That's what the Knicks are right now. They're they're complaining so much about every single thing. You got to pick your spots. And and if you complain as much as they complain, the officials are going to tune them out, and I think that's kind of what's happening. I, I know, I know, I would. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I'm a Nick fan, and I'm too. I'm like getting sick of like enough already. Stop yeah, complaining stop. about every Please. and it and it's never like, hey, are you serious? It's always like it's the end of the world. Like, oh my god, are you crazy? And I'll, what do you think the officials are going to do then? Um, turn the other way. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. And not give you a call. And they'll give you a couple, but there's one that you might really need. You won't get it. You're not going to get it. Serious. You're just not. We'll continue the conversation on the Knicks and other things next on 98.7 ESPN. It's yours. It's Damer on ESPN New York tonight. Chatting with you at 1 800 919 Also via Twitter at Hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM at Gordon Damer. Gordon, let's go back to the phones. Uh, two nights in a row, Trey from Brooklyn, Texas. 
Young Chef? man, great yeah. show tonight. I, I, I think I'm, I'm to starting to remember this Always voice now. Always good to hear Uncle Spike. Can you hear? I got you, Trey. I'm just I'm just busting your chops. Why are you doing that, Gordon? I don't I mean, know. It's, I, 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 I kid those I, I love, you know? I was getting ready to tell you happy belated birthday, everything. Thank you. See, I Thank have, you. I, I have a, and I know you being a great '80s movie head like I am. I got a great reference for Alonzo Ball. He's Ebby Calvin Lelouch. He couldn't hit water if he fell off the boat. He was absolutely horrific tonight, man. He was horrible, horrible basketball. Well, I'll say this: he he had a lot um, better accuracy than Taysom Hill. <laughs> man, he's throwing the ball all over the field. Now, is that splint hurting him that bad? I don't know. No. But w- w- when a, when people really are crying bad. out to see more Trevor Simeon, you know, you've had a rough night. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you know you got a problem then. Yeah. Um, this was a depressing game to watch because it started off bad. You know what I mean? We can't say we start these games off like this, and then the third quarter is always anemic for the offense. I agree with you, Larry. When I saw Kevin Knox come in, I said, ooh. <laughs> oh boy, we Searching are in trouble now. And you know, yeah. hit a big three and got him out the game quick. That's that's good. Sit down, please. I was, I was what when he went in. Uh, I was watching. It's a hard knock life. Yeah, yeah. You had you had every reason to watch that. Yeah, I, I watched the the new West Side Story trailer over and over until he left. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I it's it's maddening to watch this team sometimes because now we're starting to get the stigma that we cry about the refs. You know, I thought I, th- I thought the hook was really quick on Taj. He's not known for that. Mm-hmm. But if you notice, that's that's a direct impact from Julius Randle running his mouth and not and not just adjusting. That's a very young referee and crew tonight. I think the senior ref was a, is a nine year vet. The young lady Natalie Sago, she's a four year vet. She's mm-hmm. come on, man. That these are young refs. They're gonna miss calls. That's why Adam Silver has that uh, system implemented for the last two minutes. It, it is what it is. You got to play through that. Good players, good teams play through the refs. Don't put it on the refs, you know. And I thought Julius Randle, he, God bless, man. He had Alex Caruso out there looking like Allen Iverson stealing the ball every time he turned around. I'm like, everybody, everybody in the garden was yelling, "Get the ball out of his hands!" Look, I don't care if he's the defunct captain without a C on his jersey. I, I, I really like Julius Randle, but. You're not, uh, you're not that guy. You're just not the Batman that we need, man. You're like Aquaman-ish, you know, maybe. Like, you're not that guy. We got to find that guy. I don't know if we can get Bradley Bill. I like what you said, Gordon. I like Bradley Bill. Somebody to stabilize, somebody that we can get to close and hit a mid-range jumper at the end of the game. I am sick and tired of seeing Julius Randle bring the ball up the floor when you have capable guards that can bring the ball up the floor. Derrick Rose is a capable guard. Emmanuel quickly, though erratic sometimes, is a capable guard to get the ball over the half-court line. This guy turns the ball over way too much. The frequency is so high on that, it's ridiculous. And Tibbs being a good coach, you've got to be able to see that. So it was, it, was, it was maddening to watch that and have to come back from 20. And, I mean, good Lord, man. Can we put somebody on DeMar DeRozan with some length, man? He's just hitting foul line jumpers. I know. Man, it was, it was ridiculous to watch that. I, I was... I was thoroughly unimpressed. I understand the run was good coming back, but why do we have to start the game like that? Why do we got to front these guys' work every time down the floor? I'm about to walk back to New York, go to Buddha's house in Rockland County, and get me a shot at uh, Johnny Walker Black. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and if I didn't have to shoot, I might join you. 
<laughs> hey, next time I'm in town, Larry, it's on me and a chopped cheese. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thanks for the phone call. Listen, guys. Talk soon, guys. All right, now. I mean, Gordon's right. You know, you keep seeing it over and over and over again. It's, 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 it's frustrating because it hasn't changed yet. Nope. That's the frustrating thing about it. And you know, Tibbs is, and here's the thing. You know they're practicing it. You know they're working on it. You know that, I mean, any coach, coach is not trying to lose the game intentionally, and they still can't get it. Yeah, it just uh, it seems like when even when things are, are are going well, there's always something that kind of pops up, and it, it just is never really outside of that four and one start where things felt real good. Um, it just never seems like things are on the same page. So, again, uh, I feel like I'm a broken record, but that's the that's the record the Knicks have given me to play. I mean, it's it's the same thing over and over again, and you just kind of have to hope that uh, over the course of this season they get a little healthier as well. That would certainly help, right? Get R.J. Barrett back. That would have been a, a big plus tonight, I think, even though he's he's been slumping. Um, you know, get the big man healthy uh, and maybe have more than one of them at a time. That would certainly that would help. Nice. Uh, and then and then see where you're at. I mean, they're at least they're. I mean, they have not uh, they've not played themselves into a hole as of yet. But if they keep this up, they it's going to happen pretty soon. You're right. Bruce is in Flushing. He's next on 98.7. Hey, Bruce. Hey guys, Larry. You know, this guy I'm going to give you as a candidate. He's not perfect, and he's got his faults. But um, Wall, John Wall. As a guy, you would agree that is not afraid to take a shot as quickly was today in the fourth quarter, and he's going to give you 20, 25 points, and he and he's that shot that you want from the outside. Um, is is he perfect? No. Does he play defense? No. But he'll give you that shot. Now I'm willing to give the next time. You know, I'm not saying you have to do this deal now, but wait until the All Star break. And if nothing better comes along, you could do a lot worse than bring him on this team. If all you have to give up is Kimber, then it's worth a shot. And if, if we cover, and if you can cover him on, on the salary cap, because it makes a lot of money. But the, the the bonus side to that is is that next year is an expiring contract. So we're not talking about a, a, a contract of three, four, five years. It's a two-year contract with the last year being an expiring contract. Like I said, there are better candidates. But if nobody, if you don't get anybody by the all-star break, I think he's worth a shot. Well, here's the thing, Bruce. Uh, I hear what you're saying, but first of all, you're not going to get him for just <laughs> no, the walker. No, just the money alone. Yeah, The money can. alone is going to be, is not going to work out. Uh, well, you're right. He, he, other people out, and that's enough. You know, but you're not going to give up probably big talent to get to get him, are you? Uh, no. But they don't have big salary. I mean, he's making like I think his average salary is like forty two million. Yeah, he's making a lot of and, money. And, and Kim is making nine. That's a long way to go. Long. Yeah. Wait, maybe do a three team deal. Well, you'd have to do. Yeah, you'd have to get somebody else involved. You're right, Bruce. Thanks for the phone call. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not a no. big John Wall guy. And no. he admitted. Look, I give Bruce credit. He said, "I know he's not the perfect guy. No, he's no. not." Right. And he he is Being a guy creative. that can put sure. he's a guy that can put some points up, but I don't know. I, I'm, no, it's got to be somebody he, else. <laughs> that is a guy who's played forty games since twenty eighteen. Forty no, NBA games since twenty eighteen. Yeah, no availability. Who's making forty two million dollars? 
if, I understand, like, if you can't do any better, then, then maybe you look that way. You have mm-hmm. to be able to do better than that. No, there's no question you ha- about You it. have to be able to find some better solution than that. Please. Yeah. Please. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.